Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. And now, your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. And today I want to talk about how do you improve funding ratios. I have three strategies to help you with improving your funding ratios, because as you know, it's really important right now, as always, actually, to maintain really good funding ratios if you want to have lending partners that want to work with you and you get deals done and exceptions. Okay, so let's jump into this today. So the very first point I want to make is if they don't commit, you don't submit. So point number one is if they don't commit, you don't submit. So what do I mean by commit? So let me tell you a quick story about Jake Abrahamowitz, who I just had on my other podcast, actually, I love mortgage brokering. And Jake talks about how He'll give everybody 15 minutes, and at the end of that 15 minutes, he will say to them, I need to get this application from you, and you check your credit. And that's one of the things that people don't want to let you do is check their credit. They want to get all the information, especially if they're shopping you, and then they will only let one person check their credit. Jake has a great script, if you listen to that episode, about how to handle that objection. But if they're not willing to let him check his credit, he knows right there they're not actually working together. And he's going to spend very little time on them. He's going to be next, move on. There's someone else coming that wants me to work with them that I'll serve. And this maintains his funding ratios. He funded 200 million with one assistant. Now he has two. And you cannot maintain high funding ratios and do that kind of volume if you are letting the client, you know, basically, okay, fine, Mr. Client, I'll do all this extra work for you. 14 phone calls later and, you know, 65 emails. And then they decide to go somewhere else when if they won't let you check the credit, you're not working together. It's kind of like, it's not your girlfriend. My daughter was telling me that she has a friend in school. He talks about he has a secret girlfriend, but I think it's so secret that she doesn't even know that she's his girlfriend. And it's the same thing in this case, when it comes to the lender or this client, they're not actually working with you. You think they are, you think they're a client, you put them down as a lead, but they're not a lead because they're not committed. You know, Jim Terlucas does very much the same thing in his process. One of the very first things he asks for is a credit card in order to pay for the appraisal. Incidentally, he asks for this even if an appraisal is not required. Why would he ask for something that is not required but is a difficult thing to give up is a credit card? I would say it's probably even a bigger filter than the credit check is a credit card. People are like, holy crap, you're going to charge me. And if they won't do that, they're not working together. Jim's like, they're not committed. Why am I going to submit this to my lender, waste everybody's time? Da, da, da. It's a waste of time. So point number one, if they don't commit, you don't submit. And I kind of stole this from O.J. Simpson's trial when they had that phrase, if the gloves don't fit, you must acquit. So anyways, I just thought it kind of like the way it sounds. So if they don't commit, you don't submit. That's rule number one. Rule number two, when it comes to your lender partners and your underwriters, do their job for them. So I want you to think about this is that how can I make their job easier? Because if I make my lenders, my underwriters job easier, I will get more approvals. I'll get more yeses. I'll get more exceptions. They'll pick up my file faster. My file will go from the bottom of the pile to the top. And so I was talking to Dion. He's one of our coaches in the 10 loans a month Academy. I asked him and he said just recently he had funded 10 million in a week, which is a record for him, by the way, he's doing crazy volumes. And I said, what does your day look like now? And he's running his business from Barbados, which is also super cool. But in any case, he said, I basically spend the first two hours of my morning looking at our process, removing wrinkles. I reach out to my lender partners. I have a conversation with them. You know, how can I make your job easier? How can I submit the file? You know, ask questions like out of all the people that send you deals, Mr. Underwriter, who does the files that you love seeing the most and why? And they're going to tell you, oh, how do they package it? What do the notes look like? Just copy that. Just make it easy for them. He said, basically, I try to do everything I can to do their job for them so that they get me approvals faster so that I get my clients approved, which means their mortgages fund, which means I get paid. 
don't think of them as that they work for you. You work for them. So point number one, if they don't commit, you don't submit. Point number two, do their job for them. Be glad to do it. You know, Stevie D always says you get paid like surgeons with training that is less than a hairstylist, which is insane, which is awesome. But that means that you're going to have to do a little bit of work for that type of money. And so do the job for them. Point number three is you always, always, always drive the bus. Do not be an order taker. That is the quickest way to make yourself crazy, to lose all your hair and to make yourself hate this business. And what I mean by that is that when a client comes to you and they say, hey, I want X, awesome, you're the bus driver, you're gonna tell them, great, I can get you there, Mr. Customer, I'll guide you in the process. Do not, for heaven's sakes, let them grab the wheel because when they do, they will crash the bus and they will blame you and it will be your fault. And so what do I mean by them grabbing the wheel? So it's like, hey, you have a process you follow. Hey, Mr. Customer, I cannot submit your file unless I have these minimum documents required. And they go, no, no, just do it. I'm gonna get them to you, I promise I'm gonna do it. I'm just really busy, da, da, da. And you do it anyway, they are now driving the bus. You're not driving the bus anymore, right? They're driving. And then when it comes back as a surprise, you get them approval. The documents are not what you expected. Now you go back to them and say, oh, this doesn't work. We've got to try something else. They're like, well, you don't know what you're doing. I thought you were a professional. This is your fault. And it is your fault because you broke your process. You submitted it before you had the information and you're letting them drive the bus. I've had situations when I was brokering where yeah, on the first call, when I would push them, I'd say, I need this, this, and this. And they're like, well, I don't want to get to that. Well, I said, well, then I can't help you. Like, I guess I'm not a good fit for you. Have a nice day. Click, done. I literally let them off at the next bus stop. So you have to drive the bus. The client absolutely can have an opinion, obviously, where they want to go. They also don't know what they don't know. So, you know, people who are order takers where you're basically like working at McDonald's and you say, do you want fries with that mortgage? If that is your approach to being a mortgage broker, you're going to be toast because software will do that better than you. AI will certainly do that better than you. And you need to be providing an opinion. You need to be asking questions, digging deeper than just the application, lifestyle goals, and then pointing them in a direction that's going to serve them best. That's how you're going to win and continue to grow. If you just take orders and they say, get me this, get me that, that's a terrible business. I wouldn't want to be in it and I wouldn't want to be you in five years if that's what you're dealing with every day. So those are my three tips for getting better funding ratios. So point number one is if they don't commit, do not submit. Point number two, do their job for them. So when it comes to the lending underwriters and the people working on your files on the back end, help them as much as humanly possible. Make it easy for them like Dion does. And then finally, point number three is with the clients, you must drive the bus. Do not let them drive. They don't know how. I guarantee you, if you've been in this business for more than a year or two, you've forgotten more about mortgages than the average person knows. And so letting them be the bus driver is a recipe for disaster. The crazy part is not only are you, if you want to use that metaphor of bus driver, the rules change so much. It's like the bus routes are always changing. So how the heck do they know how it's supposed to work? They don't. You have to tell them how it's going to work. And then if they don't want to follow it, ding, let them off your bus. Thanks. Have a nice day. Find another client. So hopefully that helps you. Hopefully that improves your funding ratios and make your lenders happy, make your clients happy, make your referral partners happy, and of course, make yourself and your bank account happy. So thanks again for checking out this episode, the 10 Loans a Month podcast. Please, if you found this to be useful, go leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. You can go do that at iTunes and that'd be awesome. And yeah, we'll check you out in the next episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.